The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guests, and callers. And now, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the second half of Patricia Raskin Positive Living, right here on Voice America, America's Voice. Very interesting subject. We're talking about how can you influence and attract and win people over, and My guest is Dr. Jack Schaefer, Ph.D., and his book is called The Like Switch, L-I-K-E Switch, An Ex-FBI Agent's Guide to Influencing, Attracting, and Winning People Over. Jack Schaefer, John Schaefer, is a psychologist, professor, intelligence consultant, and former FBI special agent. He spent 15 years conducting counterintelligence and counterterrorism investigations and seven years as a behavioral analyst for the FBI's National Security Division's Behavioral Analysis Program. And this is co-authored with Marvin Carlins, who is, is a writer as well. Welcome, Jack. Hi, how are you? Good to yeah. be here. Good. You know, this is really pretty amazing. I mean, you developed all of these strategies for profiling terrorists and detecting deception. And now you're taking, you know, those kind of proven on the battlefield tactics to everyday life. And whether it's we want to have a new friend or a new relationship or just a brief encounter, you talk about the likability quotient. So explain, um, what are some of these things we need to be aware of if we want to really win people over? Well, the, the first thing we have to understand is that uh, our brains are constantly searching the environment for threats. You know, does that person pose a threat? Does that thing pose a threat? Mm. And it, specifically with people, we exchange friend signals or foe signals. The friend signals say that we're friendly and we're not a threat. Foe signals signal that that person's a threat and we should go defenses up to guard against that potential threat. And what would those be, like a faux signal? Would it be a sarcastic remark, a biting comment? Well, it, let, if, let's, let's look at the friend signals first, and then the faux signals are pretty much the opposite of the friend signals. Okay. So when we approach one another, a long-distance signal would be an eyebrow flash. That's a quick up-and-down movement of the eyebrows. And that all, all that does is tell the other person that I'm not a threat. And in return, the other person then reciprocates with an eyebrow flash. It's about a one-sixth of a, uh, of a movement of the eyebrows up and down. Wow. And I what, you know, when what, I think about that, I don't even know I'm doing it. That's right. And uh, what the brain does is if they see the friend signals, they totally ignore them because they want to, the brain wants to spend all its energy looking for threats. And if they've already judged this person to be a friend, 
then they don't pay, the brain doesn't pay particular attention to it. And that's what a lot of people uh, tell me after I, I tell them about the eyebrow flash. They, go, they say, my gosh, I eyebrow flash hundreds of times a day. I just don't realize it. And then I yes, catch myself right. eyebrow flashing. <laughs> and the second thing is when you talk to somebody, you want to tilt your head. Because when you tilt your head, you expose the carotid artery, which is a, a vital part of your uh, 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 brain functioning to keep blood up there. So what I do you're that, that all the time. I'm always tilting my head. In fact, yeah, sometimes so, I feel like I have to keep it straighter because I'm always tilting it, usually to the left. <laughs> yeah, it does, you can tilt it to the left or to the right, and all that means is I, I, I trust you. And if you want uh, more you know, support for that hypothesis, you can go home if you have pets. If you, a dog or a cat, they'll tilt their head when you come in the door. Yeah, and they'll also maybe flip over on their belly, exposing their vulnerable parts, and all they're telling you is, I'm not a threat. Mm. And mm. but you you say you know the the interesting thing about the 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 head tilt is males typically keep their heads upright when they talk mm-hmm. to people, especially you know uh, people of interest uh, you know in a dating situation or social situation. But that upright head signals dominance. It's it signals aggression. Mm-hmm. So men typically use that when they're in in business negotiations. They're in yeah. the boardroom making presentations, but they don't change that style when they go out in the social situation. So sometimes they're often perceived inaccurately as being dominant and, and maybe aggressive. So you have to make sure that you tilt your head. The last thing is the smile. And when yes. you smile, you release endorphins, and endorphins make you feel good. And when you make somebody else feel good about themselves, they're going to like you. And that's the golden rule of friendship. You can get people to like you, and it works all the time. And the rule states that if I make you feel good about you, you're going to like me. And not only that, you're going to seek me out time and time again to feel good about yourself again. But, Jack, my question to you is, as an, as an ex, you know, as a former ex-FBI special agent, how many times were you using friend signals? Weren't you using more foe signals? No. Uh, in many cases, I use friend signals uh, more than I would full signals, probably at 90, 10%, because anytime I walk into a, a room, interview room to talk to a suspect, I always make sure that I uh, do an eyebrow flash, tilt my head, and smile, because I want to let that person know that I'm not a threat. Mm-hmm. And once, once he realizes that I'm not a threat, mm-hmm. then I'm able to talk to him, build rapport, and then we can talk about some serious issues that are at hand. Yeah. But People won't talk to people if they don't like you. Absolutely. Yeah, I have, a, I have a, a situation. I want to ask you about this and see if you can explain it. I have somebody I spoke with recently who is the CEO for the owner of a company. And this person speaks, he says all the right words. Every word he says is right. And I absolutely, I don't trust him. And I can see that the words are empty. You know, he, he wants something and he'll say, oh, Patricia, we just think you're terrific here. And we just couldn't do this job without you. And you're just this. And, you're, and I mean, the accolades keep coming, Jack. But in the end, he's, he wants what he wants. And he's almost playing me. And I don't even know how I figure it out because the words are all wonderful. I mean, by the time we're finished, I'm the best person in the world. But yet, he wants what he wants. Explain yeah, well, that to me. Well, he's using flattery, direct flattery, yes. to try to manipulate you. Right. You, of course, are picking up on that because most people know if it's sincere flattery or not. 
mm-hmm. and they know that did the company survive without you? Sure. Will they f- survive in the future without you? Sure. Yeah. Are they relying on you? Not necessarily, no. Nice to have you around, but we don't need you. So the, you say that's insincere flattery. A better way to flatter people is, is to allow people to flatter themselves. And I would say to you, I don't, I, it's amazing how you can do so many things in one day and still get all the jobs done efficiently. Mm. So I'm allowing you to flatter yourself. I'm not directly flattering you because if I directly flatter you, your shields are going to go up like you did with your, your, your other situation. Yeah. And you're going to yeah. say, what's that guy want? He's up yeah. to something. What's his hidden agenda? But and he did allow- have it. Oh, he did have a whole hidden agenda. And he waited, by the way, he waited until the very end to let me know what it was. Well, sure, because he wanted to make sure that you were on the hook. A, a, be, a better approach to take would be allow you to flatter yourself, and if he if he got you to to feel good about yourself, and then you're going to be you're going to willingly want to help him, and that's the thing about managing, because if you get your subordinates to like you, they will bend over backwards to help you out, especially yeah. if you're in a time of need. But if this person isn't genuine, isn't sincere, then people are less likely to help him out, mm. especially if when he needs, you know, something done in a hurry. Mm. And so you know, where else, are, I was just ahead. saying where else this works is if, if you have a complaint and you go to the store and you bring your item in and you're very dissatisfied with it, most people go up there with a, a faux signal. In other words, there's no eyebrow flash, there's no smile, there's no head tilt. And their 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 body language is aggressive. Their their verbals are aggressive. That person is going to go shields up, and they're not going to help you. Less likely to help you resolve the problem. But if you walk up with an eyebrow flash, a head tilt, and a smile, and say, "I've got a problem," you know, I know you're probably faced with these all the time, and you allow them to flatter themselves, and you can efficiently do this. Perhaps you can help me out. And they're more likely to do it if they like you. What are some of the faux flat, the faux signals? Well, the lack of eyebrow flash, the the lack of a smile, the lack of a head tilt. You have uh, 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 a wide stance when you when you uh, um, talk to people. Uh, you're not looking at them directly now. You're looking elsewhere. Uh, what, what about crossing your arms in front of your chest? Well, there's, it, 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 clasping your arms in front of your chest doesn't necessarily mean anything other than you're crossing your arms in front of your, your chest. So okay. you, have to look, you have to look for a baseline. If I see you every day and you are comfortable and you always cross your arms, and then okay. I ask you a question and you cross your arms, that means you haven't broken your baseline. I see. So it's you look when, for a baseline yeah. and then breaking of the baseline. Hmm. Okay. Why did you decide to write this book for the average person, the everyday person who wants to communicate effectively? You know, because in this, this tech world, and, and I'm, I'm from the, uh, the generation where we didn't have computers and that it, it, when we were young kids. Me too. And <laughs> now when I walk around the mall or I walk on the campus where I work at Western Illinois University, the kids aren't looking at each other, looking down at their, their uh Phones. Their phones. Yeah. I, we go out and have these uh, parties where we're going to, you know, banquet or something. Nobody's talking to each other. Their heads are down. They're in the, they're they're in texting, the computer. They're texting, Jack. They're texting. <laughs> and they've lost yeah. the cues 
for interpersonal relationships. And where they have most problems is when they're going out on job interviews. Because if they're not aware of and they're not practiced with using friend signals, they're going to go into a job interview and they're going to forget the eyebrow flash, head tilt and smile, and that future employer is going to look at them and say, you know what, it just doesn't seem like a really friendly person. Mm. And it could have nothing to do with, with their qualifications. It's just that the boss gets that negative kind of feeling subconsciously because he's not receiving those friend signals because people are not used to doing it. And dating situations is another thing. A lot of miscommunication because we don't know how to interpret uh, social cues anymore. I mean, right. it's not to say that texting is bad. It's that, it's that you need a balance between texting and face-to-face relationships. Absolutely. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we are talking more to Dr. Jack Schaefer, Ph.D. He's the author of the new book, The Like Switch, L-I-K-E, Switch, an ex-FBI agent's guide to influencing, attracting, and winning over people. And when we come back, we're going to talk uh, also about cross-cultural situations. You know, are, are we talking just about Americans in general, or what about people from other cultures? Do they still have these same kind of friend signals and foe signals? So we'll be talking about that with Dr. Schaefer right after the break. And how can people get a hold of the book? Uh, uh, Amazon.com, it's on iTunes, Barnes & Noble, Simon & Schuster website, just about, uh, it's available anywhere. All right, thank you so much. We'll be right back with Dr. Jack Schaefer right after the break. I'm Patricia Raskin for Patricia Raskin Positive Living, and we're on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. What can you find on Get Real Radio? Well, quite honestly, who you really are. Join host James Robinson each week for a program designed to reveal more about yourself and your world through words of wisdom and profound guests. You'll discover more about the spiritual movement and how it can work with you and alert you to problems you may not be aware of. It will educate, titillate, and enlighten your mind. Get Real Radio is broadcast live every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This could end up being the best time of your week. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. 
You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back. My guest is Dr. Jack Schaefer, and his book is The Like Switch, L-I-K-E Switch, an ex-FBI's agent guide to influencing, attracting, and winning people over. And it, it really is fascinating because he's been in the trenches and, and really been an investigator. And now he's showing us and sharing with us how we can use positive communications to really help us uh, communicate effectively. All right. Welcome back, Jack. Okay. Let's talk about the cross-cultural piece. I mean, you're talking about, you know, three things that are friend signals, the eyebrow flash, definitely tilting the head and the smile. Is that true in all cultures? Yes, it is, because we had to devise uh, some behavioral analysis of all the cultures because, you know, when we do counterintelligence, counterintelligence, uh, counterintelligence and counterterrorism uh, investigations, we deal with people from all over the world, from all cultures. So what, what we developed is a set of, nonverbal cues that go cross-culturally, like the eyebrow flash, the head tilt, the smile, different people's attitudes on, on how, uh, how uh, life should be and relationships. Mm. So that's, that's what's important is to, you know, uh, get the point across that this stuff does go cross-culturally. And, in fact, the, the book has been uh, translated into 12 different languages. Wow, so, Amazing. There's there's value in in because these, these are core human behavioral skills, and that they're good all over the world. And what happens is I, I like to use analogy. It's like a cake. We're gonna this book provides you with uh, the cake, and then you have to put culturally specific frosting on that cake mm-hmm. to make it effective. So the if they're humans, then you can you can talk with them and 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 uh, communicate with them effectively. Do you think, Jack, the issue we're having with um, texting and emailing, but even more so texting. Do you think that's also global and not just in our country? Do you think it's affecting other cultures in terms of the way they communicate? I think it's, it's affecting more and more cultures as texting and, you know, the social media uh, it becomes more and more popular in different countries and available. Mm-hmm. So I think our whole generation is developing a new way to communicate with one another but we can't forget about how important the face-to-face communications are because, you know, we're, as people, we're communal beings. We need to be with other people. We need to communicate with other people. And the texting and dating online lacks that human communication. You know, it's and, interesting. I'm single, and I have, you know, met people, and many times I'll talk to them on the phone first. And I have found that so true that I can have great conversations on the phone and then meet that person, and it changes. It's not the same. And, and I'll explain, or I'll try to give you an explanation as to why I think you, you find that. And that's okay. because when we talk online, when we talk on the telephone, we take ourselves out of the visual world. You know, mm-hmm. Humans are very good at judging people visually, judging stimuli visually. So we're very good at it. We know if we say something and we see a cringe on the other person's face, we stop and change topics. Mm-hmm. And what happens on the online particularly is that we don't have those cues to tell us if we're in the right direction or we're offending people or, or not. So in order to make up for that, 
we have a uh, uh, predisposition to self-disclose information more so than we would if it was face-to-face. And there's a psychological principle that says the more information you disclose and the quicker you disclose it, the closer you get with that person. And then when you meet online, you have a, you develop an ideal, idealized vision of who you're talking to. Interesting. And then when you meet them in person, if they don't match that idealized vision that you had when you were talking on the phone or online, that's when the problems occur. Interesting. So, so what you're saying is you're because of the distancing, you're more willing to be more open texting or online than you are when you meet the person. Right. Because Yeah, because there's distance and you don't catch those verbal cues. So the, the, the thing that we can do to neutralize that is if you meet somebody online, try to meet them in person as quickly as possible so you don't develop an idealized version of that person you're talking to. And, of course, you know, take all the safety precautions, make it in public and people around, or at least Skype that person and get the visual of them. And then it's not no longer idealized. And you're back into the visual realm where you're, you're, you're good at judging people. So that's so what we have to Skype, do to make think, that transition. So you think Skype is a good idea or some other kind of system where they can see you? Yeah, because now we're looking at a real person and we're seeing visual cues, and which will help us discern whether that person is being sincere or not sincere because, you know, we subconsciously pick up on the, the verbal and nonverbal signals. And we have a concrete vision of that person. It's no longer idealized. Yeah. Talk about a couple more things. Talk about breaking the anger cycle, which is in your book. And I think, you know, in terms of emphatic statements or venting, um, how do you handle that? And when, you, when you meet somebody that's angry initially, uh, a lot of times all you have to do is provide them with an explanation. If you provide people with an explanation, then their world becomes once again ordered. People get frustrated when their world is not ordered. So a lot of times, just provide people an explanation. I did this because, oh, okay, that makes sense. And then the anger dissipates. If it's more uh, uh, in-depth anger, what happens is you have all this frustration and you're angry and you want to be able to vent that anger first because angry people don't think rationally. So you want to allow that person to to uh, vent the anger, and one way to do that is use an empathic statement. And all, all that is is you take what they say, how they feel, or, or, or their physical status, and you just use parallel language and mirror it back to them. And I always give us uh, an example, start, Jack. Give us an example of that. So if if somebody's angry because, uh, like, I had a colleague that said, uh, "You you did something to offend me, and you know you did this, yada yada yada." So I say. So I didn't treat you as well as you think I should have. And I you see. start with so you. You reflected that. Yeah, and it keeps the pers- it keeps the focus on the other person. Mm. Because as soon as you say, I understand how you feel, they say, No, you don't, you're not me. So once you make that empathic statement, and then all of a sudden they're gonna vent. Because mm. that person's thinking, Wow, this guy's listening, or this person's listening to me. So then all of a sudden you're gonna vent. The other mm. angry person's gonna vent and you give them another empathic statement, and then they'll vent again. And typically you only go through like three cycles of empathic statements, and then they kind of 
are vented out, and you'll see that with the exhaling of the breath, the slumping of the shoulders. And right then, you want to introduce a presumptive statement, and that is a course of action which that person has a very difficult time refusing. Like? Give us an example. Well, my, I'll give you a quick, quick example. It's a personal example. Uh, I'm, I'm off on a, uh, an assignment for two weeks. We have three kids at home. I, when I get home, I expect hugs and kisses and a warm welcome. And I get, while you were away, I had to pull double duty, the stuff, you, mm-hmm. you know, the work you usually do plus the work I do. Mm. And so I said, oh, so you were overwhelmed while I was gone. Mm. She goes, well, yeah, I was overwhelmed. Now she's going to vent. And the, the, the Wednesday when I go out with my friends and we talk adult talk and I get a break from the kids, I wasn't able to do that. Empathic mm-hmm. statement. So you miss going out with your friends while I was gone. Mm. And she goes, well, yeah. And then slumping of the shoulders, exhaustion of the breath. And then what I'm going to do is say, my presumptive statement is, well, why don't you go up and take one of those Calgon take-me-away bass? I'll gather the kids up, bring them over to my mom's house, and I'll take you out to dinner, a nice dinner, because you deserve it. Oh, nice. How can Very you say nice, no? Jack. Every what? wife would like to hear that from her husband. <laughs> But that that avoids yeah. problems. It it, it avoids yeah. problems at work. It avoids problems with friends. Yeah. It's it just it's it, to me it it's like it's like magic. And I've had so yeah, many and you, people and say it's you. It's simple. It's simple if people would do it. And just think. Just think, we're going to have to close. But just think if you did the opposite. If you said, "Well, you know, I have to earn a living, and I had to be away," and why don't you understand? That would have made a whole. You would have had a whole different scene. Yes, it would have been a disaster. Exactly. All right. Well, we got to get people to get your book as well. Um, so how can people get find your book? It's available on Amazon.com. It's available on iTunes. It's Audible. It's an uh, audio uh, version. It's uh, available in Barnes & Noble and all uh, uh, bookstores, uh, Simon & Schuster website. It's available almost everywhere. All right. Thanks so much for being on the program. It was really great. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. Glad yes. to be here. Yes, stay on the line for a minute. My guest has been Dr. Jack Schaefer, Ph.D. He wrote the book The Like Switch with Marvin Carlin's Ph.D. And he's an, ex- he's an ex-FBI agent, and this is his guide to influencing, attracting, and winning people over. Get the book. All right, folks, that wraps up Patricia Raskin Positive Living. Write to me, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Until next time, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Bye for now. I'm Patricia Raskin. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 